Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Meehan, and joining me as always is my partner in crime, Mr. Connor Lawler. Hi, Sean. I'm very excited to be here. Um, I've been doing some really great reports here on the Hero Hero Zero episodes these last few weeks. Oh, really? Um, I I we assume some of them. <laughs> they're some of my best ones, and <laughs> I'm really excited to hear one of your mediocre ones this week. And it's just oh, really because it really makes me feel good right about back. myself. Go on. <laughs> of course, of course, of course, Connor. Well, as look, I suppose last time I did a Hero Zero, I covered. A Spider-Man character that is quite confusing in the form of Ben Riley, yes. who is a whole series of clones and multiverses and demons and angels and all that kind of thing. It was, uh, I, it was uh, one of the best. I, I really enjoyed it because if you haven't heard Ben Riley, he's a very interesting character who makes no sense, but we love him because he's broken. That's it. That's that's why he's interesting and fun. Um, and so this week, what I'm doing is I'm covering a Spider-Man character who's works across multiverses and has a whole bunch of stories. Uh, you might see a theme over the next few weeks because Spider-Verse came out and there's all kinds of characters to cover. We, we should also say Hero Zero is the show where we choose one comic book character every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points and we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. I normally choose DC characters. Sean normally chooses Marvel characters and so it is Sean your week. Spider-Verse did come out 
two weeks yep. ago or like a month ago now and so you basically are going to milk that probably until maybe august because there's about seven different December, characters honestly <laughs> yeah we might get to miles again by december we'll cycle back around but today connor i am covering uh hobie brown aka spider punk now mm. the distinction has to be made because hobert brown is actually the original prowler uh, and then it was like an alternate universe where Hobie got bit by a spider and became a Spider-Man. Um, so in the comics, a lot of parallels, as you can imagine, between the version in the comics and the movie, but a couple of different things uh, that I think are really fun. Um, so foul-mouthed teenager Hobie Brown was living as a squatter in America, ruled by the fascist regime of President Ozzy Osbourne, Connor. Now... What? Yeah, now... Ozzy Osbourne in this universe is Norman Osborne. Uh, there's a whole bunch of nods towards punk and metal and rock and music in general across the Hobie story. So what they've done is they've decided, wouldn't it be cool if we had a punk rocker Spider-Man? And then they were like, "We there's a guy called Norman Osborne. Does anyone know a famous person with the last name Osborne that could be present? Yeah. They worked backwards from there. Cool. Exactly. Uh, he was bitten by a spider irradiated by illegal waste dumping, making him into a spider totem. As we've discussed, that's the universal term for anyone who gets spider powers in Marvel. is a spider totem connected by the web of life and destiny, which is thank God fucking explained in Spider-Verse. And I don't have to go into <laughs> just, it. Just means all the spider people are connected across all of the universes. Exactly. So Hobie declared himself Spider-Man and began to fight for freedom alongside his friend Captain Anarchy. Uh, uh, not now in this world. Uh, Captain Anarchy is a character called Carol Morningdew, which is Carol Morgenthau, which is Flag Smasher in the regular universe. Good. And so you're saying the lady from Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yes, but better written. If oh, you can what? imagine. They're really well written in that show, aren't they? they Name they're... one goal that they have. <laughs> um, they, uh, whoa. Uh, people are always saying how nice they are, but yep. they do murder. Then they a burn a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> they do burn a hospital, now, but everyone's like, but they probably had their reasons. <laughs> they seem like good people. So, as leader of the Spider Army that fought against Osborne's oppression, Spider Man utilized his free spirit as a quote unquote radioactive suicide machine to rally support from the lowest classes uh, that the regime was aiming to stamp out. Osborne personally led his forces to quote unquote make America great again. Oh, no. Uh,. And he set up a department called the Thunderbolt Department, empowered by the use of the Venom symbiote. So he has super, he has basically his own personal militia that all use the Venom symbiote to stamp out resistance and rebellion against the f- fascist regime. Can I, I just have literally one question, Sean. Did you Go write ahead. this character? Because I feel hey. like this character was built for you. <laughs> Look, Connor, what can I say? Other than because that rebel. sounds fucking class. It sounds fucking unreal, doesn't it? It's going to get even better, Connor, okay. because one of Venom's weaknesses, famously as evidence in Spider-Man Three, is sound. Oh, and yes. so 
Spider-Man used 15,000 volts of punk rock out of an army of amplifiers to disable all of the new symbiotes and then defeated Osborne himself by beheading him with his guitar. Holy shitballs. <laughs> the coolest motherfucker in comics. Normally these episodes like ramp up to like we like have a bit of an introduction and then we ramp up to like maybe a cool story they've been vo- involved in you've started at a 10 here yeah in that there's a malicious there's fucking him leading an uprising against ozzy osborne and then he ends up beheading him and then using the power of rock to defeat venom what's not to love i mean it's outstanding right out of the gate the, <laughs> it's not its own movie and the thing is, is that uh, once he behe- he literally he beheads Norman Osborn and then unmasks himself and is like, "I'm the one that did this. I, like you can follow me, and I'll will together we'll take down this government." Sean, like, this is the coolest thing we've ever covered. Go on, I, <laughs> straight out of the gate. And so I feel blindsided. Uh, it, <laughs> Normally, these are shit. <laughs> you were expecting absolute bullshit, but this is just class. <laughs> so. Uh, he w- Hobie was observed by the superior Spider-Man of Earth-616, that is Dr. Octopus inhabiting the body of Spider-Man, and he was recruited into, into the superior spider army for being angry, unpredictable, and rabble-rousing. The spider army's goal was to impose the Inheritors, a family of vampires who feasted on the spider totems. Came up in the Ben Riley report very briefly. Now, so now he's now fighting vampires. vampires. Like, he's so cool. He's like I, I, I Blade now. He's basically Blade, He's yeah. Spider-Blade. <laughs> so, Hobie and the assa- the Assassin Spider-Man of Earth-8351. The Assassin Spider-Man's basically Spider-Man, but he just takes hit jobs. That's all he does. <laughs> I feel like I'm on drugs. This is the coolest <laughs> things you've ever said. In my- and you're putting a lot of words together that are all amazing. <laughs> <laughs> So the two of them accompany the superior Spider-Man to Earth-1610, where they rescue Miles Morales and Jessica Drew, taking the two of them back to their base on Earth-928, a.k.a. the 2099 universe. Okay, which is where Miguel O'Hara lives. Exactly. Um, Around the same time, an independent spider army showed up, so this is a spider army that formed outside of these groups. And the presence of so many spiders in one place overloaded the cloaking device that hid them from the vampires. Uh, the two groups merged and fled to uh, another Earth, Earth 13. So this is just to say they're all together now. All the spider totems are together. I have um, one question. Go ahead. Are they going to end up killing each other? Is there going to be a big, hey. is there going to be a scrap? There, look, there, there'll be a scrap eventually. There's always a scrap, you know. But let's not this, say who kills this who. This report has everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hobie joined Anya Corazon's mission. Uh, Anya Corazon is Spider-Girl uh, on her own universe. Um, and they'd travelled to Earth 3123 to bring Karn onto their side. Now, Karn is one of these vampires, but he does he's basically, he's Edward from Twilight, that he doesn't feast because he doesn't eat spider totems because he enjoys it. It's just to survive. And he loves baseball. L- mad about mad about it. as well. Cool. Uh, so it's, they won him over to their side because uh, he hates his family. He's like, they're all dickheads. I'm going to hang out with you guys. They always cheat baseball. Went, yeah, yeah. And then they went together to Earth 001 
which is the Inheritor homeworld. Uh, and they did, they battled against the vampires, ending in victory, and with the Inheritors becoming trapped on Earth-3145, which is a radioactive planet, and they're weak to radiation. Karn then became the new Master Weaver, so he now controls the web of life and destiny, essentially. Just uh, just to clear it up for people, if, they're, if you're confused, the whole thing in Spider-Verse, where they're like, all the spiders are connected, there's one person connecting all of those together on one Earth, and now literally. it's that vampire guy. <laughs> exactly. Basically, um, he's God for all Spider-Men. Pretty much, apart from, apart from Hobie. So Hobie, before he goes back to his own universe, warns uh, Spider UK to to keep watch over Karn. She's going to hang around and basically look after him. Uh, to keep watch over him as he had killed countless Spider-Men before and he may do so again. Why would they so, leave Karn in charge of all of the Spider-People's lives if he's killed people before? It's like they're always has to, like the Davy Jones, like there always has to be a captain kind of a thing. So someone right. has to do it. But And he's up for the job essentially so back on his own earth earth 138 hobie continued to defend new york city against captain uh, sorry alongside captain anarchy robbie banner who is the hulk and mc strange connor <laughs> mc strange it's like doctor but way cooler <laughs> good that's good mc strange big big and- cargo pads Oh, the biggest you oh, can imagine, The biggest Connor. you've ever magically produced cargo pants <laughs> that are massive. Infinite Mary Poppins bag kind of pockets oh in those things. Oh my fucking Jesus. So at some point, Hobie had a falling out with Robbie Banner, who left the street scene and became a solo act. Um, this is where they start really leaning into the music side of things, by the way, because the next thing is that Hobie had set up a band called the Spider Slayers, uh, and Adrian Toomes of Tombstone Records cut power to their concert, Connor. <laughs> this led to a fight between the, the Spider Slayers and Tombstone Records uh, over who would get to rock the hardest. Now, oh, by the, this is genuinely a story written for you and I only know. you. <laughs> I love this so much. This is my favourite thing. <laughs> okay, here's what we're doing next. More time, more universe hopping. Fantastic. Having lost contact with their teammates through the dimensional travel watches, which they have in Spider-Verse, uh, Lady Spider, who is Aunt May, but with spider powers, uh, began working on a new communicator. As their bracelets were out of sync with one another and the web of life and destiny, um, they set up, using alien technology, a giant amp for Hobie to play rock music on while connecting it to a dimensional travel watch. This indeed worked and allowed the bracelets to call on one another, transporting the four spider, transporting uh, Hobie and other, uh, three other spider people to the rest of the spider army, uh, where they were battling elect- uh, an army full of electros. Um, now, what happens next is that a version of Harry Osborn is threatening to destroy the web of life and destiny, which will tear apart the multiverse, the spiders decided to resonate the web using the energy of the countless electros that they had defeated. Hobie played the guitar while Gwen Stacy played the drums and together they save reality through the power of rock and roll. Fuck off. Fucking hell. It's the coolest motherfucker there is. (laughs) That's like the plot of all teenage shows. And I think School of Rock is they rock so hard they save the universe. 
Yeah, it's like that. There's like there's always a dance competition. It's Power Rangers, the 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 fight to save the youth center. It's yeah. that kind of shit. So like, what we're saying is this comic book is built for fifteen year olds like us who were yeah. like, this is the greatest thing I've ever read. People who never grow up, absolutely. Like, Batman is always breaking people's legs. I want a Spider-Man who plays the guitar until he saves the universe. Plays guitar, rocks so hard, he saves everyone. We'll just behead someone with a guitar. Why not? Like, um, this is one of my favourite small bits, but um, after defeating a enemy called Thunderstrike, Hobie was suddenly confronted by Kang the Conglomerator. So... Kang revealed that by 2099, he owned all rights to Spider-Punk, turning him into a family-friendly, marketable character, and that he wanted to collect the real Spider-Punk for extra profits. Horrified by the perversions of his ideals, Spider-Man immediately attacked Kang. This is genuinely amazing. (laughs) It's so good. Who's writing these stories? It'd be a laugh if instead of conquering universes, Kang turns into Disney. And he just starts turning the Spider-Man name into a bit of a shit show. It, yeah, literally. Which is what what's kind of going to happen. Also, that's right? no comment on Tom Holland's Spider-Man. He's very lovely. <laughs> I just He's a lovely, Disney lovely a, man. Just no problems a corporation. There. <laughs> it's so big. It's, and all corporations, they're not your friends. Let they're me just not, stress that. They don't like that. you. They don't like me I or s- you or anyone. <laughs> I simply cannot. Uh, this is Also, Spider-Punk was created by Dan Slott and Olivier Coypel. Uh, They're both so, legends, just to let you know. Yeah, I've, both legends of the game. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And having the best fun with this, it seems. Um, later, so after he defeats Kang, uh, of course. He was, Spider-Man was impersonated by Cletus Cassidy. So he got a piece of Osborne's red and black symbiote that gave him a Spider-Punk-like appearance, proclaiming himself to everyone as the leader of the United Neighbourhood of Brooklyn, Uh, Cletus announced that his enemies would face public execution, at which point the real Spider-Punk showed up to deal with this poser. Yeah, he's a poser. He's a poser. He doesn't rock. Uh, By the way, this this is written amazingly as well. Like, even just the sentences are so fucking funny. (laughs) (laughs) But it's all, like, in character, which is great. Like, it's all how Hobie thinks. Um, So... Spider-Man tried the same trick that helped him to beat Norman before using sound waves, but the new symbiote proved to be immune to sound. Hobie then tries to lead him away from the crowd, but Cletus announces that instead of killing him and making him a martyr, he would rather make Spider-Punk into his henchman. He then injects a piece of the symbiote into Spider-Punk's brain. That's not cool, bro. That's not cool. That's not cool, bro. However... Hobie and the symbiote found that they had a lot in common. Of course they fucking did. He's an edgelord himself. <laughs> Both of them finding Cletus to be super cringe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, did you buy American Idiot 2004? I did too. Oh what my an album, fucking man. This oh, guy's never a got fucking better. nerd. What the fuck? <laughs> Does, and then... Spider, Spider-Punk then squeezed Cletus into unconsciousness and removed the symbiote from his brain, which took the form of a spider mutt style dog that Hobie just hangs out with now. <laughs> oh my Jesus. Amazing. Then, this is my last story. Uh, Spider-Punk, and he also, at the start, he does not use the name Spider-Punk, but everyone just keeps calling him I'm, it. I'm going to call him Spider-Legend. 
at this spider, point. He's like, spider he's, hero. <laughs> I think he might be the best Spider-Man. He's, he, I think he, like him and Ben Riley are up there as my favourites. No, it's, Ben Riley's a fucking idiot. This guy, yeah. this guy's good. <laughs> so he starts being like, oh, okay, I guess I'll go by Spider-Punk. I guess that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, and so he later took, he reassembled a spider band uh, to participate in the Battle of the Bands at the Daily Bugle, which is a music venue in this reality. Of course. Uh, it's actually the heart of punk rock. Um, t- two members of the band were uh, Riri Williams and Kamala Khan. And they noted that unlike Hobie, they couldn't actually play music. And they were just superheroes. However, Hobie ensured them that this was the most punk rock thing they could do. Um, Hobie, I'm going to disagree with you. I think playing <laughs> instruments is good. <laughs> It is good, but isn't it great to just have fun and try, even if you're not I perfect suppose. at it? You know what? At the end of the day, that's a bit of an inspirational message as well. And I think Hobie might be my new overlord, so I kind of have to go with everything he says. Well, the act before them was, you're going to love this, Connor, the Sinister Six Piece. Ah, fucking yes! <laughs> Who used the hypnotizing power of music to mind control everyone into giving them all their money. Oh my <laughs> Jesus, what a show, what a story. Riri was protected by her armor and gave Hobie a device that freed him from the trance as well. Enraged by the commercialization of music. <laughs> Spider-Punk attacked the Sinister Six piece, webbed him up, then went on stage and began to rock. Just, he just, I'm like, I have a show to play. Like, yeah. I don't have time to be dealing with your nonsense Sinister Six piece. Yeah, I, just, I, w- I want to get up here and play music with my friends. Like, they just are looking at every Spider-Man character and turning it into music puns and it's fucking genius and I'm all here for it and it might be the best thing I've ever heard. It's so, so good. I really love this character. Like, powers and abilities, they're all the same as Spider-Man. Um, like, only he can play guitar and drums as well. One other thing is that instead of using spiderweb, sometimes he uses barbed wire. <laughs> <laughs> Of course he does. He's so cool. He's the coolest person I've ever heard. Like I, and I, I also also translated incredibly well into Spider Verse for what it's worth. I think, Sean. I think he might be the coolest character in all of comic books. You see why I love him so much? Like I'm going to make this man my entire personality. I think he just genuinely, from top to bottom, is just an edge lord, fucking like rocker. Who you're just like, yeah. This is cool because it's just you. You're not putting it on. It's yeah. also just a really fun read, I assume. Like, as a comic book, I, I think you would be laughing nonstop at the ridiculous stuff. Yeah, and I feel like this kind of stuff is funnier to me than a lot of Deadpool stuff is. Like, the yeah. other one, like this one is actually, like, it's kind of funny and clever at the same time. Yeah. Um, one, there, are, there is also um, Taskmaster does show up in this story as well, but it's T A dollar sign K, uh, and he's he's dressed as like a miss, like you know the band Misfits, like he yeah. has their like outfit and their skull on. Oh my jeez, <laughs> it's so good. So everyone's a musician in this world. Everyone's a musician or has is related to music. Like Adrian Toomes, the Vulture, is Tombstone Records. Yeah. Like, he, he's he's a different kind of villain. I would like to see Morbius in this. I don't think he's popped up yet, but yeah, it seems like a natural fit. Honestly. I mean, if J- Jared. We don't want Jared Leto to be involved in it, but like, I mean, it's a natural. You bring no. him in. You've already dealt with the vampires. <laughs> and like, but he could be like, 
he's an actor musician who Hobie would probably hate. Yeah. So that would work if it was Little. Yeah. Hobie hates everyone because he's right. Yeah, he he just sees her for what it is, man. Like, he doesn't go over to bullshit, I'm you know? I'm just seeing it, man. It doesn't, they you don't, don't get understand it. it, man. You don't get it. Society. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That, I mean, That's really That's That's it. That is Thank really you. excellent writing. Whoever came up with that character and wrote the whole thing, genius. Um, the fact that he used barbs, he uses barbed wire sometimes. Of course he does. Yeah. Uh, the fact, like, first outing beheads Norman Osborne with a guitar. Of course. Why wouldn't you? He also leads an army of spiders and then yeah. he's a militia of Venom users. Yeah, which is the natural opponent to of musicians, course. you know. Obviously, so. and he defeats them with music and then beheads Norman Osborne. It's like, I, I can't stress enough how perfect this character is for everything that I like. It's every box ticked. <laughs> I I only want to see him in movies from now on. I, I don't give a shit about Peter Parker anymore. He's the worst. This Get rid of thing. Ben Riley, Peter Parker, Miles Brown. What I want is Spider-Punk just rocking to save the universe because there's an actual movie that they could make with that. Like, literally, like, do, like, a Footloose kind of thing, but with Spider-Punk. He goes to a universe that doesn't believe in music. And he has to, he has to radicalise them using the awesome power of punk. Because it's not just about the music, man. It's about the man holding us down. It's about rebellion, okay? It's about, it's about shaking off the norms. That is amazing. I, oh, I've nothing else to say other than fantastic. I, I love Hobie Brown. He's uh, excellent. Uh, as do I. I'm really glad. Uh, it's it's quite a nice change from the lunacy that was Ben Riley. Yeah. Hobie Brown, you know what he's about from every way that he's written. Just and written he's very perfectly. consistent. Yeah, just consistently excellent. They know what they have and they just never stray. Yeah, it's great. I love it so much. Oh, man. Do you, me to, do you want me to take us out? <laughs> Yes, please, Carl. Great report, John. But yeah, you Thanks, can bud. you can listen to all the other episodes we've done of worse characters than Hobie <laughs> Brown uh, over all the last few weeks. We've got loads of DC, loads of Marvel characters. We've got hundreds of them. You can go back and check out any of them. Um, we also have a Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast, where we put up movie reviews every single month and all this extra content. We also have hangouts every few months. So if you're a Patreon, you immediately get invited to one of our hangouts where you just get a jump on a call with us and we just shoot the shit for a while probably talk yeah. about Hobie Brown now that's because that's what we talk about that's um, all of our conversations now all of all of them uh, but yeah you can give us a like and follow whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on we're on all the stuff uh, the link is down below for all of our Twitter our Facebook our Instagram our merch store all that stuff but most importantly you can just tell one human being that we exist just the one please so I have been Colin Lawler Oh, you've been showing me it. We shall see you all next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.